0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Cincinnati Sports Review. My name is Eric. My name's Nick. And we finally got our playoff matchup. We are going up against the Las Vegas Raiders.
1: Nick? The Raiders, a team we've beat this year.
0: Yeah, which, in which, by the way, just because we beat them on the road earlier this year does not mean that we are going to beat them here at home. They're just, I, I want to get that out of the way. <laughs> I don't want people to think, because I've thought that before. Oh, we beat you early in the game. We can beat you. That's not how that works. Like, That's not how that works.
1: <laughs> I still like how we match up against them. Um, yeah. Um, think, and, and the. F- go ahead. I think our team is, is better
0: than theirs. I think we have more talent, especially offensively. Definitely more talented offensively. They do have a good defensive line uh Max Crosby's really good. Uh I think overall, like if you look at their like team rankings, they're 26 in points allowed. You know, their pass defense is, is middle of the ro- road. Brush defense is in the middle of the road. Um Derek Carr's a veteran quarterback though, so you know anything any, I think anything is possible from from their standpoint. I don't think they're like definitely a, a a pushover by any means. They won 10 games. They won as many games as we have. That is true. Um, and kind of looking back on the last game that we played them, um, very slow start to the game. If you remember, it was very boring. A couple traded field goals. They uh, hit a rushing touchdown close to the end of the second half, and then we kind of blew the doors off in the second half. Yeah, then in the fourth. It's particularly in the fourth. I mean, they got close. It was 16-13 with 12 twelve forty two to go, but then... We knocked down two straight touchdowns in the field goal to put it away. You know, definitely don't want to underestimate this team. Um, they I think they've got some good weapons. And like I said, Derek Carr is a veteran quarterback, so it's not like, you know, he's going to, you know, just play awful.
1: And they did end the year on quite a streak, but they did get blown out by the Chiefs.
0: Well, I mean, they're the freaking Chiefs, man, like. You know they killed everybody. Well, they had a really good game to end the year, beating them Chargers on Sunday Night Football, which would have been like <laughs> it know, was demoralizing.
1: Almost, it was almost a tie.
0: It was almost. I would have preferred oh a tie. Oh my god! To kick this, that would have been perfect to kick the Steelers out of the playoffs. Oh my god, it would have been so for them because like they needed the Colts to lose, and then they did, and then something other, some other thing happened, and then this game needed to not be a tie. It was very close.
1: Steelers fans would have been pissed. Oh, I would I would have loved they it. They, there would have been conspiracy theories going
0: all over the place. Oh yeah, there would I mean we're no strangers to conspiracy theories. Yeah, so that's kind of how they ended up. Yeah, they started, you know, they had a really hot I mean they're they're a weird team. Like they had a really weird year. That's the AFC, man. I I well, I think well they're even weirder cuz they, you know, they started out 3 and 0. Um they lose their coach, and then the Henry Ruggs thing happens, and all kind of ups and downs for them. Like, I don't know. I could, I could, I could easily see us like, I, could, I just could see the storylines being wit- written, you know, like ahead of time, like, <laughs> like, like, like I could just see like a ESPN or Bleacher Report, you know, talking about, you know, what a year for the Raiders. You know, go out. Start the year good, then they lose three in a row. Then they lose their coach and they lose their wide receiver. Finish the year four wins and then beat the Bengals on the road. I I, I could already see the, the storylines being
1: written. I I'm not too worried. I I don't think there's going to be any conspiracies. I I think I think we're going to win this.
0: I would hope so. And I think if we're if we are going to go down the conspiracy theory route, I think the NFL. I think they like Joe Burrow more than they like Derek Carr. Like he's definitely more like marketable. So like I'm seeing like, like like when I go on the internet and I see stuff like I'm seeing more Bengals stuff like, like each and every week. You know like, people really like this Burrow guy and I'll see stuff like, you know on the Bengals subreddit of like different fans coming in like Hey, this guy's, guys pretty good. Even did you know that even George R R Martin said something about Joe Burrow a couple <laughs> years ago? I saw that. Yeah. It's like wow. Yeah, if, yeah I mean, if, if, he's, if he's the, very popular right now. I, it's crazy. It really like that this honestly, we talked about this in very short over a couple episodes, but we could really just dive into like how this dude uh you know is just is just so marketable and and so like appealing for uh like, you know, a a product and a business. You know what I mean? Like of this nature, you know. He he's a he's a good-looking guy, he's a nice guy, um he's funny. Little bit of a jokester, like very likable. You know, he doesn't really say the wrong thing. He's like very like Peyton Manning. How hard are you asking in there that regard? There? What? Nothing. Like <laughs> <laughs> what did you just say? No, I'm no I'm I'm you I'm You are analyzing sucking him off
1: hardcore right now.
0: <laughs> no, I'm looking at this very like like, you know, third perspective. because um, you can say what you want about on the field, but really it's off the field that is like is the stuff that the media really cares about. You know, that's the stuff that gets pushed because that's the stuff that gets pushed in front of people's phone screens. And that gets what's put on the TV when people are, and that's get written by the writers. And I don't think either the two prior quarterbacks we've had, like, really had that. Like, back in the 80s, like, there really wasn't much to do about, you know, like, appeal, you know, of all that stuff. Like, it was just, okay, we had some good teams in the 80s. Uh, I don't I don't think the NFL sought either Carson Palmer or Andy Dalton as marketables. That's why I did they didn't give a shit if we won or lost. And that's why they never had like you know, like this big like, oh this Joe Burrow's the big man. You never saw that about either of those quarterbacks. Right. That's okay, that's my conspiracy theory kinda.
1: I'm just I I'm just happy to be here. Uh I think Joe Burrow is the best quarterback we've ever had. Um and he's already, you know, top five in the league. He's already had the in best in single season. In terms of popularity, he's, he's definitely top five.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know, like, currently, I don't know how well he compares against, like, because I think those old people like Boomer and Kenny a lot, um, and they fucking hate Andy Dalton. But, like, in terms of, like, where he stacks up against those greats, who knows? But, yeah, he definitely had the, the best single season Uh the best single season passing, and he did it in 16 games. not like he had the extra game to do it. Yeah, he set out Um, the last one. Yeah, so in in that respect, you know, he definitely had the best single season, and that's such a good precursor of, like, what's to come. Like, like going forward, all kind of things are possible now. (laughs) Right. Yeah, because it's like you know they got a good core together we talked about the wide receivers before and the running back and uh they got they they got a good core together so you know as long as he stays healthy and you know he gets along with the head coach i think uh i think he'll break many more records to come i agree and and if you think about it like i think i think the team passing record is like 200 i think Dalton set that in his last year you divide it by thirty, it's about six seasons. So if he throw he puts up about six seasons of thirty touchdowns, like he'll break that record, you know, before he ends the sec- his second contract here. Right. Um yeah, but that's all averages and, and ups and downs, whatever. Anyway, um point being, it's a really good time to be a Cincinnati Bengals fan. Yeah, I, I'm excited
1: and I think our team matches up really well. You know, we yeah. have the stronger receiving core better quarterback, uh, yeah, I feel good about this game.
0: Yeah, I think in terms of overall running back, I, th- I think they've got good playmakers um, at the running back position. Um, I think a overall run game, I would probably say that Joe Mixon's definitely the best. I'd agree. Um, his numbers blew by uh, their best running back. So I, I think as an offensive hole, we definitely match up pretty well we've got um, that going for us the defense is playing you know overall pretty well when it doesn't really like we're our defense is like middle of the run when it comes to scoring we're giving up about 22 points a game so that's pretty like you know middle of the run but if if you can outscore that that's not a problem And who's to say that the defense doesn't come out and play spectacular either you know right like who's to say that they get a lot of pressure and forced turnovers, and the corners play really well. Who knows?
1: I mean, anything could happen.
0: Yeah, I do feel out of the – um, it, not including away games where they were a wild card team. If we're just talking like home playoff games, I do think this is the best matchup because um, 05, even before the Palmer injury, you know, that was Jerome Bettis' last year, and, and the NFL definitely wanted to send him off um, with a, with a last hoorah. We don't need to get into that but that's almost like blatantly <laughs> obvious. 2009 they were they played a hot jets team uh, that came in riding a big win streak and they had a really good defense uh, 2013 they came in uh, a pretty good overall they were eight0 at home but they had a, they played a pretty good Chargers uh, team that they their defense basically was like okay we're gonna send three guys we're gonna plug the middle and and so many times during that game, um, Dalton had pressure like right in his face, right up the gut, so it was hard for him to to kind of get passes off um, without like you know the immense pressure because they, and they would send you know three guys so everyone else is in coverage, um, so they, they they matched up and utilized that really well. And then 2015, we didn't even have Dalton. That was the that's arguably the best Bengals team we've ever had, and we weren't even, were not even without a quarterback. So yeah, now we're rough. going into what
1: I said that was pretty rough.
0: I don't want to talk about it. But now we're coming into this this home playoff game. Virtually everybody's healthy. They have a couple minor injuries on the offensive line. And I think I saw um, a injury report where some players were hurt. Oh, but I think overall. We have
1: a few people on COVID.
0: A lot of people came back. If you haven't seen, uh, I know Hendrickson and Mixon came back. Let me, let me see if I can find a list. As I, I saw it earlier today,
1: and then Joe is still a little banged up.
0: Yeah. Um. Oh, I saw Auden is practicing too. Yeah, he did.
1: I'm just hoping Burrow's fine. Um, I know he's listed with some knee soreness and then uh, injured pinky on his throwing hand. So hopefully that yeah, doesn't affect anything.
0: he's had that. Uh, he's had the pinky for a little bit. So I'm not. I'm personally not too concerned with the pinky. The knee is, of course, troublesome. Um. Okay. They returned seven players to the active roster from the COVID list safety, Von Bell, Trey Hendrickson, defense tackle, B.J. Hale, center, Trey Hopkins, running back, Joe Mixon, defensive tackle, Open Joby, and guard, Quentin Spain. So I think most of those guys um, went on the COVID list last week and are now back off. So right. I, I want to say most of the team was vaccinated anyway, and I believe the protocols are if you're vaccinated and you get tested as long as you can provide a negative test you're good to play okay so we talked about the matchup we talked about some other stuff regarding the team um i heard this is something that i heard recently of other teams looking at offensive coordinator brian callahan as a potential head coach um it's safe to say that He's going to get interviews this year. I don't know if he's going to take a job, but he's definitely going to get interviews, considering how good our offense
1: was this year. I could see that. I mean, there there's a lot of uh, coaches that are going to be open right now, and there's a lot of positions open. So, uh, yeah, offseason is uh, going to be kind of crazy.
0: Yeah, a lot of head coaches got fired recently. <coughs> um,
1: I would love it if then we got rid of our defensive coordinator. but
0: Well, we'll talk about that in a second, but – I the stick on Callahan for a second. Like I personally was kind of ripping on Zach Taylor for a while. It always seemed like he was able to get good offensive performances, especially from the cornerback. But it just didn't seem like he was able to like really manage a team, and especially with the defense. And now it seems that seems to be turned around. The defense is way better than it was two years ago. And I think it can still improve. Um, but like now. Are we going to see a step? If we lose Callahan, are we, do you think the offense is going to take a step back? I don't think so. And why do you say that?
1: Uh, Zach Taylor is so in tune with the offense. Uh, he has a lot of control over it. Um, you know, and during game time, it's it's all Zach Taylor. Uh, I think he, he'll be able to find another guy that will fit what he's looking for.
0: Okay. Because there were questions on, you know, Picking the right coordinators and stuff. And I know you don't like Lou, but uh, there are a number of head coaching vacancies. The Giants fired their head coach today. The Dolphins, surprisingly, I don't know why, fired Brian Flores. Stupid. Uh, the Bears obviously fired McNagy. Broncos kind of surprisingly fired McFangio. And then Urban Meyer and John Gruden were fired earlier. And they are, I think they had interim head coaches, but... Um, I think the biggest one is concerns the Bengals fans is Mike Zimmer got fired. And I think a lot of people, given the opportunity, would like them to get rid of Lou and bring back Zimmer. Do you think that's something that is possible in any believable sense?
1: I think it's possible, but I don't think Zimmer would want to come back. Uh, not not this year, at least.
0: Yeah, I could see him maybe coming back this year as like some sort of advisory role. Um, he does still have property in the Cincinnati area, I, you know. I, he left on good terms, obviously. Like he got hired away; he didn't get fired or nothing. So, I think Bengals fans would like to see that. I think Bengals fans would love to see that, but I don't. Um, I don't foresee it happening uh, as a defensive coordinator at least this year, unless something wild. Ha- they get, say they give up fifty points and they fire Lou. Maybe they bring in Zimmer. I don't know, but. Um,
1: I don't know. Zimmer's looked pretty rough the past few years, and I think he's ready for a break.
0: I'm sure he would like to take a big Marvin Lewis style, like I'm going to take a couple years off from head coaching and maybe come back. I do think that the last couple years for them, they lost a lot of talent to free agencies. How we took, like, two of their corners and um, some other minor players, and they've lost other players to other teams. So I think part of their thing was losing talent to free agency. But uh, they're they're definitely in the rebuild now. Sorry, in the rebuild now.
1: For sure, but but you got to look at him. I mean, he's older than Marvin Lewis, so
0: he's older than Marvin Lewis. Yeah,
1: I I don't think I don't believe you. I'm going to have to look that up.
0: Much longer. He is 65 years old. He definitely doesn't need the money. Yeah, definitely not. Marvin Lewis is 63. He is older. I find that surprising. I think it's just because Marvin Lewis has been around with our team for so long. I always thought he was older. Yeah, so that, I think that maybe the age too will come into play with what I said advisory role. Like, if you're just an advisor, you don't have to, you know, um, you know, you don't have to go to all the games. And you don't have to, um, you know, have as much of an impact if you're just an advisor. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it looked like he, you know, he he didn't really enjoy everything that the head coach has to do with taking care of personnel and all that.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a lot more. Uh, hard work I do kind of want to pivot back to Marvin just a bit because I, I know he recently said he was rooting the hell out of us and that's, and that's a good thing to see you don't want to see former former players and former coaches you know talking poorly about your uh franchise so it's good to see
1: well, there's no way Marvin would ever do that for a team that that's kept true. him around for so long <laughs> that's true he paid hey his Marvin paycheck for a decade over a decade <laughs>
0: Hey dude, he he played he was, you know, he was here for like 15 years and he uh he definitely had stuck around longer than maybe he should have. I think we all agree on that. I would be it would be interesting to see if he takes a job elsewhere. There are a lot of I mean he got interviews last year, but I don't think it'll, I think it'll be fun to see if he picks up a job somewhere. Um I do I do attribute our problems to losing in the playoffs to him. But that's just me personally. <laughs> yeah, I mean he had he had seven he had, you know, seven chances to win a playoff game and he didn't do it. At a at certain point, you know who do you blame? Yeah,
1: you know it happens. Only one team can win every year, so.
0: Yeah, um, but kind of sticking on the head coaching train, uh, definitely we definitely apologize enough about Zach Taylor. Uh, I think he's definitely earned you know his respect um well, I think
1: he's grown throughout the the season you know he's learned from prior mistakes um he's learned from going conservative at the end of the game
0: yeah i think I think he's definitely learned not to be too aggressive, like a lot of times in earlier seasons and even sometimes earlier this year, they were too aggressive and it backfired on them, so i think he's, i think he's found a good mix recently as to like you know, what's how to be aggressive and how to not be I mean he took the biggest like the that was the doing that thing against the Chiefs, not giving the ball back to Mahomes was probably the ballsiest thing I've ever seen a Bengals head coach do.
1: That was pretty crazy.
0: I I didn't expect it and it was pretty unbelievable. And it and I did and it didn't backfire. <laughs> Which is almost shocking. Right. Yeah. Um yeah so we talked enough about that what else is there to talk about
1: I don't know I'm just ready for this game on Saturday I'm ready to win one yeah
0: we're the first game too uh on the schedule of four o'clock on NBC <clears throat> which we've never won a game on so I'm well, excited we to don't break play that
1: there a lot so.
0: well we I think we've played like nine or ten times I think so when so I, I think two thousand five or two thousand six they switched around the Um, Who gets what on, you know, the primetime games. And NBC had the exclusive Sunday night broadcast. uh, And we have not won a game since that switched over. Um, I do not know why. And some of it's like, you know, primetime games, you're going to play tougher opponents. So you're more likely to lose against a tougher team than you would be a a poor team. Some of it's that. But, you know, I can't. It's just one of those weird coincidental things that cannot be explained.
1: Right. Yeah,
0: I'm excited. I'm very optimistic. I'm hopeful. Do you want to give a score prediction? No, oh, I have no idea.
1: I I mean, it's uh, I really couldn't tell. I think I think we're going to put up at least 30 points, though.
0: I want to say like probably
1: 31-24. I do. Uh, I do believe we are going to win, though. That that is my prediction.
0: Yeah, I do think we're going to win too. I'm I'm I mean, I thought we would win the last seven, so what the fuck do I know? <laughs> yeah, it'll be it'll be easier to go back and see things like, okay, this is why they lost, you know, after the season's over.
1: I just think our our team has really, really stepped up, really grown this year. Um, we have a lot of good pieces that are on both sides of the ball, really.
0: It's it's so wild to think, and we should do a recap episode when the season's <laughs> over. But like, it's so wild to think how the season played out. Like, okay, so they they started. The, obviously, they drafted Chase. Nobody liked that. Well, half the Bengals fans liked it. But I didn't mind it. I
1: liked it. I said, yeah, as long as we got one people. of the top three, but I'm happy.
0: Yeah, I yeah, you said you made a comment and you were happy with any of the playmakers or, or talent at that spot because you it was all assumed the quarterbacks were going to go in the first three. So, uh, but a lot of people didn't like the move, especially in the media. So, they all thought it was a bad move. Then come uh, training camp. Oh, first off, they changed the uniforms, which I thought were ugly at first but then then they then they showed them what the players look like. Okay, it looks a lot better. Okay, then comes preseason. There's all the drops. Um uh, and the offense doesn't look too good under Brandon Allen. There's a lot of concerns. Um uh, but then almost immediately, like the first week, you know, they they quell all that with the, you know, big rainbow pass to Jamar Chase for that touchdown in the Vikings game. And it kind of like rambles from there um it's like they they beat the Steelers on the road uh they come back to beat uh the uh Jaguars in prime time barely lose to the Green Bay Packers just crazy uh, looking,
1: looking back at that
0: yeah and that was you know like hey the Green Bay Packers are like the number one seed in the NFC and we competed with them for a full you know 70 minute game because it went to OT
1: um, I mean, we we really competed with every, you know, every playoff team we we we, won against.
0: I like, want to say I heard somewhere that we are we are have won every game, in the regular season against every AFC playoff team, or that we have matched up against. We beat the Steelers twice, um, we beat the Raiders, uh, we beat the Chiefs. And obviously, we didn't play some of the playoff teams, but I
1: think that's it, though. Yeah, four and zero. I think we're the only ones that went
0: 4-0. Yeah. We the ones that, the playoff teams we played with we 4-0. And outside of, you know, getting blown out against Cleveland, which is probably like probably the only loss you can really say that like, okay, they probably would not have won that one. Um, you know, you could people say things about the Chicago game, maybe they Hendrickson would have made a tackle or he didn't throw three picks. You could say Green Bay if, if McPherson had to hit the 49-yarder. They would have won. They obviously would have won that game. But the Jets won. You could say if it, they didn't have that pick at the end of the fourth quarter, they could have won.
1: Yeah, really. The, know, it's like the Browns and the Chargers games. I think were the the blowouts.
0: Yeah, those two. Those two are the only losses that um, <coughs> kind of really stick out. Everything else, they they were competitive till the very that end. That
1: freaking Chargers game, man.
0: That was a tough and We went to that one. <laughs> hey, uh, maybe it was worth it. Maybe we had to lose to the Chargers to beat the Chiefs.
1: <laughs> I mean, the Chiefs was a way bigger win than losing to the Chargers. So. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. And that was with the fumble. Oh, that was rough. That was a rough game to go to. <laughs> hey, and like I said, them Chiefs fans were very amicable, and I had a terrible time with them Chargers fans. Yeah. Uh, so I guess kind of the close up, Nick, do you have anything else that you want to go over or talk about?
1: No, I just um, – I'm looking forward to the this weekend. I think we're going to get a win.
0: I think in closure, they had a really good season. It was pretty incredible. We didn't think they would win the division, let alone – or we didn't think they would win like five games, let alone win the division. So they really blew up our expectations, and they showed us a lot of really cool things, had a lot of great plays, a lot of good moments. It's been a fun season. Um, it's been a really fun season to watch. I'm really excited for the playoffs. And I think I can speak for you when I say we really hope they bring home a winner. And we think they're going to do that. Cool. Well, thank you very much for listening. If you guys liked what we had to say, please subscribe. If you don't, you can send us an email and tell us tell us that we're awful. Uh, but thank you very much for listening. And you guys have a good rest of your day.